Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm Shawnee Constant, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Bean. Keyfabe, motherfucker. Keyfabe, motherfucker. We are basking in the glory. In the glory. Of the opulent Russell Palace. Chandelier. Russell Palace! Monkey like Spike prison style, dude. Boom <laughs> shakaloo! The scariest of all clowns. Murder clown. It's like we've said uh, previously on the show. Mira! Fat! You got a fat ass! It's like he's coming, drinking! Bob Bird's got a big old neck! It's a work! It's a work! And this is the one. Show. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Shawnee Constant. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Bean. Two men with a gut full of fear. Two men with a gut full of fear. And we are here maybe maybe playing our last drop. As, uh, oh, that's as you, not entirely possible. That's not possible. As you heard, Elizabeth. Uh, we're introducing our friend Elizabeth. And as she heard, I had to give Mr. Bean a lecture. We are, to all of you listening out there, uh, well, I say all of you, but I know there are only a few of you left because I've been tracking the numbers. And um, so we brought Elizabeth here uh, not only... Be- because we're excited to talk to her for the first time after low these many years. She does have a people voice, uh, but also she's going to help us determine what is an appropriate level of drop usage. Okay. I mean, I, I, I like them. I, I, I think people are not tuning in because they don't know that we've got a, a badger in a suit that, you know, is part of the show now. No. I, th- I think it maybe if we publicize that a little bit more. No, yeah. No. Right. Did you see what we're, did you see, you see what we're dealing with here, Elizabeth? Oh God, no, not more badger. Please, not more Badger. That Badger is so uncanny valley. I just can't. I mean, I, I was fun. No, I was fine with the audio drops until I actually saw the thing. Because when you described it, yeah, okay, it sounded kind of fun. It sounded kind of cute. I knew it wasn't going to be Muppet, but I was thinking maybe Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Oh, no, not at all. I think it's terrifying. I hear they're remaking Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. With the Badger? I don't think with the Badger, no. No. Oh, okay. All right. Elizabeth, Mr. Bean is exceptionally rude, and I'm, I'm noticing this more and more with each new complaint letter I get, but can you please, uh, of course, Mr. Bean and I know who you are, but for our international audience, which doesn't extend too far anymore, I have to admit, Oh no! Uh, can you please tell us who you are? Well, for the dwindling numbers, growing smaller by the day, my name is Elizabeth. I live in Kentucky of all places, OVW country. There's also IWA across the river. I grew up in Muchnick territory out in St. Louis, watching Wrestling at the Chase on KPLR-TV Channel 11 on Saturday mornings, and occasionally caught WWF. Grew up playing Miss Elizabeth as a ring valet on the playground, so I am ancient. I've been a wrestling fan covertly for many years and then overtly for about 10 years i did have a my best mark out moment was i was at our dojo in louisville and al snow walked through the parking lot every sunday for about a month to go to the restaurant next door but i never got the guts to go out and say hi oh no yeah yeah well he's okay for one thing he's huge and he had a very territorial looking blonde with him 
So I really didn't, even though I did have a sword, I did not want to make it one of those things. Um, and I do have a persistent phobia that I'm going to run into Jim Cornette in the produce department and my local Kroger and have to say something. Uh, the sword comment leads me to like, why did you have a sword? <laughs> um, okay. You well, brought a sword to a wrestling event? They let you in? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so let me back up. Um, I do traditional Japanese jujitsu and weapons. Okay. Uh, our, our school's about 400 years old, and I'm one of the only women with rank in our school in the U.S. And one of the things, I'm a second-degree black belt in sword. So I had a wooden sword with me. I'm not some weeaboo just wandering okay. around with a sword. <laughs> and I was actually inside the dojo, and one of my junior training partners, who's also a big wrestling fan, who lives over near the IWA training facility, um, we just stood there with our hands up to our mouths going, Snow, that's El Snow. That's El oh, Snow. Shit, that's El Snow. Right. Do we, do we go out and say hi? No, no, he's on his way to, way to brunch. We shouldn't say hi. <laughs> and he kind of waved a little bit when he saw us standing with our faces pressed against the window. Right, he could but... see two people that obviously knew who he was. Right. And hopefully that, that made his day, that we did not bum rush him in the parking lot and ask him it to sign up. It probably did. Yeah. There was probably that twinge of like, oh, here we go. But then you guys didn't approach him. And he's like, oh, well, that was nice. They're not shitbags. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I actually dated a, a semi, semi-amateur semi wrestler. We'll go with that. Uh, way back in the day. And he did hardcore matches with IWA and trained with OVW. Um, so I got to meet some of the, like, I got to meet Batista. That kind of oh, thing. Oh, wow. Batista was in OVW. This was, as Shawnee Constant knows, my favorite story about Batista, him coming out of the Ohio River as Leviathan. Right. That was back in the day. I was going to ask you if, you know, being that you're in the almost the backyard of OVW, if you had some good OVW stories. Um, Kevin Sullivan's a really nice guy. I'll nice. say that. Very cool. Um, like, nicer than you'd expect. And very direct and not as short as you'd think um because he always looks really tiny compared to everybody else but why right. he's just a big dude he's hardy boy short oh my god yeah just short by comparison yes um i made chris Co canyon cookies once nice um he was down here before he passed away he was training at ovw i always had a lot of respect for for the fact that chris canyon uh made it as far as he did having a lisp because you would think as soon as as soon as somebody you know a promoter or something is like that guy's got a list we can't we're gonna have to put a manager or something with that guy we can't have him speaking into a microphone but he did and it was I thought it was cool well between the list and being from New Jersey the guy couldn't win and then with everything else I mean you know you you think back to the days of the New Jersey triad with him and Diamond Dallas Page and Bam Bam you know that that was really a stable that should have gone someplace should have gone someplace that wasn't jersey well <laughs> yes that's true and full disclosure i'm a huge diamond dallas page mark oh you have to be ddp's the best well i do the yoga i have two signed photos i have action figures i have the wcw diamond dallas page beanbag stuffed toy that's awesome it's just it's tragic 
It's amazing, too, because he's one of those guys. I don't know if you had this experience, but I got to meet him at a comic convention either last year or the year before. And he comes off as like it doesn't sound like in the moment that he's being very genuine, but he is. Oh, yeah. And he just seems like the nicest dude in the world. When you're talking to him, it sounds like or when he's talking to somebody else, it sounds like maybe he's just blowing smoke. But really, no, he's (laughs) that guy. He's just really jazzed you know, to, to be where he, to be in whatever moment he's in. <laughs> yes. That is a perfect summary of DDP. That dude is just so glad to be anywhere. So I went back to school a few years ago. Um, I had left a corporate job with Whole Foods, kind of moping around going, well, now what? And I decided to go to law school. So I took the LSAT and applied to one law school, and they gave me almost a full scholarship. Nice. So I just graduated this past May, took the bar, didn't pass the entire thing, going to take it again in July, but, you know, life is that way. But DDP was a major motivator for me. I would look at his photo and say, you know what? He was my age when he was world heavyweight champion. Okay. He didn't start wrestling until he was in his 30s. Cool. He kayfabed his way into the business. Awesome. <laughs> if he can do that, I can do this. That's awesome. I, I, I also similarly look at, you know, how late DDP started in the wrestling business and thought to myself, well, I may be climbing up to 40, but I can start a radio career right now a couple of years ago absolutely so you know i I think a lot of people look at ddp in that way it was like man he he started real late and still did pretty all right for himself well and then when you hear he's got a great audiobook called positively unstoppable it's mostly about the yoga about how he developed it and how he tweaked it and what elements he brought in and other people's stories but he talks a lot about he was hit by a car when he was a kid or by a, a bus when he was a kid and broke his leg and it's given him knee problems all his life. And he's got arthritis. Like he had arthritis in his 40s from being from training as hard as he did. Sure. And, you know, when I go out and do jujitsu, I feel the same way. I'm working with people 25 years younger than I am and making them cry. <laughs> but I go home and cry. <laughs> Is that when you know you've won? It's not the tap out. It's when they're crying. Then you've, you've won. It's when they're crying. Um, I've only had one person smile fighting with me and that creeped me out so badly. I quit. (laughs) Um, Like money should be changing hands here. I I just don't feel good about this. Next time it's $200 an hour. See, I went all that time and I didn't hit a single drop. He didn't. He didn't. I have to admit. Well, when you've got a good conversation and this is going back to the show, when you are having a good, fluid conversation, you don't need cheap drops. You are not a morning zoo show. You're trying so hard to be Bobby Heenan, but you are heel Michael Cole every time. Don't talk to me. I'm on my popcorn break. Uh-oh. Yeah, okay. So, so passive-aggressive. So, okay, we've we're got the passive-aggressive badge. I think one of the problems that we're running into is because we've just started using drops, we have a very concentrated number of drops in the badger. Like, we are heavily invested in the badger right now. It's true. 
you are you're badger rich and content poor. Yes. So we need to branch out is what you're saying. To a certain degree, yes. But I think that it's important that we communicate. I, I think personally, first off, the popcorn uh, break, I think instead of using it as we have been, I think the way to use it is when I trail off. And as a longtime listener, I think you can attest to this. I will sometimes get into the middle of a sentence and then go, uh, uh. And that's when you want the and trail off. Break. And at that point, maybe Mr. Bean could bring me back in with. Right. What? You bait the hook, you throw it out. And then you <laughs> no, no, it's a popcorn. So, I thought that's what you were doing. I fit, okay. So you this is where we're, we're going to have more problems already. <sighs> okay. So let's just skip the popcorn break for now. And okay. let's skip the reel them in for now. Sure. Um, the other ones we, we, we specifically use to um, subversively reference one particular person in sports entertainment sure uh, so that we could perhaps avoid getting um well you you went to law school what is it uh, when you when you say horrible things about another human being that may or may not be true well here's the thing about slander perfect defense is truth so i think he could really lose anything he brought against you since that man is the living embodiment of evil and hey, if you have a cackling Tim Curry as Satan in Legend, that would be perfect. No, we d- we only have this this badger, right? Do I look you like a you... I don't. Well, okay, <laughs> that badger. That's that might actually work for VKM. See, that's what um, I thought. Yeah, right. But you have, I think Shawnee, you're using the editorial eye correctly, or the editorial ear, and Mr. Bean just has to roll with the storyline here because going back i mean the original series before the reboot it was raw it was it was a little soft i'm gonna say you know it it was indie but it was a an early indie promotion it had potential not all of a sudden you did the hard reboot and it's kind of corporate you know you're you're kind of tracking with the man so the badger if you start if, well, if you start using the Badger strategically, you can be more AEW. So essentially what you're telling me is that we have the uh, capability of giving certain people pyro, but I'm just giving everybody pyro because it's neat. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah, I, I think that... All the pyro before the second match. From day one, he, Mr. Bean has been very sports entertainment, and I have been much more... Uh, prone to lean on pro wrestling maybe that's the issue because in in in, in full uh, confession i gave him control of the drops because i thought that was the wiser option at the time but i didn't foresee our ratings plummeting to uh shockingly near zero uh this is where a great spider-man drop would come in which one is this the bone saw <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's for saudi yeah, right. Oh, cream the crop. This is the week. For um, no, no. With great power comes great responsibility. Ah, the classic. So you gotta hear you bait him, hook him, and reel him in. I see. I see. All right. All right. Well, I think this has given us a lot to think about going forward, which is really the important thing. I should hope so. I mean, it really, if you want to grow this show, you've. Let's go back. So the new day. Came up with the pancakes, right? Mm-hmm. The cereal, the pancakes. They the invented pancakes. No, I know what you mean. Go with me. Gimmick. Okay. 
talent generated that gimmick. Oh shit, we didn't. And we didn't start with talent. Their hands off. You're not listening. To talent. Well, there's not a whole lot of talent in this room. <laughs> no, but but you and little H over there need to listen to the to the listeners. Okay. So cultivate your talent and allow them to give you the gimmicks. Ah, okay. You know, I don't understand how our how our numbers are so low when it seems like everybody in the Facebook group seems to really enjoy it. I think they're um we I enjoy K-faping us. No, 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 no. No, it's kind of like when any promotion hits a slump. We still love the wrestlers. We just hate the storyline. Oh, okay. We thought for sure the Badger was going to inject some new energy into the storyline, uh, you know, sort of like the Swamp Monster uh, in an Orange Cassidy and Best Friends team up. Sure. But you're saying you don't like, you don't love the Badger. Ah, uh, he's no rampant rabbit. So what you're telling me is... It was a stupid idea from Bad Creative and all that's gone. Sure, Jericho, we can go with that. <laughs> um... We want more Daryl and less Rambler. Is that Daryl? I'm sorry. No. Could you say that again? <laughs> sorry, I'm making a New Japan reference. Ah. Um, we want more Daryl and less Ramblin' Rabbit. Oh, okay. All right, all right. All right, so let's talk about some wrestling. That's what we're here for, right? Let's talk about some wrestling. What kind of wrestling would you like to talk about? So you recently, we, what were we watching? We were watching NWA, I believe. Yes. Um, because uh, right now I am on the uh, AEW train and uh, continuing to watch NWA on Tuesday nights. Well, yeah. Now I saw, before I go too far, Mr. Bean I saw switched over to NXT yesterday. I had to. What? So first let me say, um, we want to talk to you, Elizabeth, about Effie, who you mentioned um, when we were watching an episode of NWA. But before we get to that, because that's going to lead us right into a match that we're going to uh, commentate over. Before we get to that, let's let Mr. Bean tell us why we should maybe watch NXT. Uh, for me, it would be the first time since the Wednesday Night Wars started. All right. Well, I had I had to switch over last night because, A, last week Finn Balor turned heel on Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And didn't really join the Undisputed Era, but let them beat down Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And actually beat up Johnny Gargano pretty badly. Um, so that's interesting to me. I want to see where that's headed. Uh, they also had a women's tag team match. They had Asuka and Kairi Sane returning to NXT to face Tegan Knox and uh, Dakota Kai. And I love all four of those women. I'm fans of all four of them. So I had to see that match. Uh, Keith Lee also uh, teamed up with the bro for the bro main event Lee, bro Lee. and took on uh, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Bobby Fish. Ooh, the original Red Dragon. Right. So Red Dragon versus bro Lee. Like, OK, like this is great. And there were a couple other matches that were still pretty good. Um, the, the night started off with the pop, the band Poppy uh, playing Io Shirai down to the ring. Oh, which wow. was kind of great. And then you got to see her and Candice LeRae kind of tear the house down. And they announced that this uh, this year at War Games, the women are going to have the War Games match. It's going to be a team led by Rhea Ripley versus a team led by Shayna Baszler. And they haven't said who the other members will be yet. So it was a, it was a pretty eventful night. And I think that is indicative of what NXT has done since the Wednesday Night War started. And that is try and bring you a 
very eventful show over those two hours, you know, try and just give you more NXT. We got used to NXT only being an hour on the network. So now they have to give you an extra 30 to 45 minutes of NXT. And man, the Finn Balor turn is very intriguing. Of course, like going back to the very first iteration of this show, I just have wanted factions all along. Sure. And he's gone on to that interview show and he, you know, straight up said the Prince is back. Right. uh, Has suggested that he wouldn't mind being on a team with some other old new Japan club members. So that's all really exciting. So I think that episode does sound very good. And I have been loving um, Asuka and the sky princess as their, their, their tag team. That was actually the only segment of raw. I watched this week. I watched that. It started the show. Sure. It was about 40 great minutes. And then I just said, well, the next two and a, two and a half hours aren't going to, you know, like, like, like I, sure. I, just, I just took my, <laughs> my winnings and cashed them in at that point. But uh, what do you think, Elizabeth? Does that sound good to you? What are your opinions on New Japan and uh, AEW? You don't get to see right because you are off the uh, off the grid. I am off the grid. Um, you know, I'll watch anything with Oscar just because I've been a fan of her since she was Kana. So and Io Shirai, I, I think that's a great pairing. Um, I'm still a little gun shy about Balor. I think he's adorable. <laughs> and I think he is very, very gifted. But there's something that doesn't sit right with me about the way they've written him before. And that makes me a little gun shy going forward. That's fair. Yeah, it's almost impossible to get optimistic at this point, right? I mean, it really I don't I don't know if this cascade of f- fans g- away from the product is going to stop. I don't think they quite when we saw those those reports that Vince McMahon was laughing as he had an entire stadium of people chanting, we want refunds, right. it may have been a true tipping point. Um, you know, maybe not. Maybe there's no such thing as a tipping point for a company as big as WWE. Or maybe they're flushing out all the smarks intentionally because they want to bring in a lot more marks, a lot more families, a lot more people who will respect the PG audience and, you know, 1972 uh, television humor. Hmm. I think part of my problem with Ballard, and this is getting into something that you and I have talked about a little bit, Sean, is the, um, let me let me preface this. As a member of the non-heteronormative society, don't come at me, um, I was a little distressed, but also proud about the kind of, the, the vernacular term is queer coding that they were doing with Finn Balor, with the Valor Club for Everyone shirts. I love them. I think it's a great message, but I also don't like being made commercial. Like this has been something that's bothered me since the first time I saw saw Gold Dust, and this actually works into Effie. Well, it's the difference between subtext and literal text. Like with Finn Balor, it's very subtextual. The the you know queer coding, right? And when you look back in history about like at least in American wrestling or English wrestling with people like Exotic Adrian Street, or right now with Velveteen Dream or Exolicious in Lucha Underground. I don't know if you've ever seen him. He came in in season four. But there's this tradition going all the way back to Gorgeous George of heels who are not in the mainstream and are transgressive in this gender role. Well, yeah, there's definitely there. There's not a great history of 
queer coding in professional wrestling. Like sometimes it it has gotten better over the years, but there have been, like you said, when you look at some of the stuff they did with Goldust in the Attitude Era, or you look at uh, Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo. Oh my God. Like it, some of that stuff starts off with the best of intentions and ends up just awful. Well, but then in a parallel uh, evolution in Mexico, starting in the 40s, we had the Exoticos. They're, um, so they're luchadors, but they wrestle in drag. And one of the one okay. of the first ones was named Sterling Davis, but his ring name was Gardenia Davis. And he would come down in fantastic drag and hand gardenias to all the women. And he had an attendant with perfume. And gosh, doesn't this sound like gorgeous George? Sure. This, flamboyant man in platinum hair walking down hand, handing out flowers or hairpins with an attendant with a, a bug sprayer full of Chanel number no. 10. They actually evolved in parallel between Gorgeous George and Gardenia Davis. They evolved uh, at the same time in wrestling culture. But in Mexico, because it was so subversive to be to even look gay, in the ring they will they were all bad guys they were all rudos so over the years you know for about 40 years in mexican wrestling these guys were automatic heels and then in the 80s sure they actually started getting gay performers who were performing as exoticos and becoming technicos becoming good guys right now we've got cassandro and uh pimpinella Esc- escarlata a tough one and they're huge stars in Mexico, and they're very, very popular. You cross into Japan, and you've got the Golden Lovers, you know, uh, Koto Ibushi and Kenny Omega. Um, Ring of Honor has Dalton Castle. There's a right. There's- well, even and and that's one of the AEW's got a couple of uh, you know transgender wrestlers as well, which I think is fascinating, and it's interesting to see along with all the other things AEW's doing how they're going to book them. Oh yeah, that's going to be really exciting. And what I was thinking of in there's a, an independent wrestler who goes between J- Japan and Australia named Lady Beard. He's, yes. he's incredible. And he's a Kawhi core musician. Yep. He's just insane. It, he's also fluent in six languages, which is bananas. Yeah. Especially if you're, if you're going to be, you know, like whenever you find out a professional wrestler has like an accounting degree or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. How many how many people left Harvard and went to wrestling? Quite a few, apparently. Yeah. So, so then we get to Effie, who is amazing. Explain Effie to me. I am I am uninitiated. Okay. Effie is daddy. He wears fishnets and little briefs that say daddy in pink Barbie lettering across the butt. Okay. Most of his matches are intergender. And he is the ultimate feminist, essentially. He's fighting women because he believes that women can fight just as well as men. He is the most engaging opportunist I've ever seen. His promos are gold. This man is so good. Black Phoenix Labs, the, uh, the perfume company, made a fragrance for him. That's interesting. Yeah, he's deep. He's deep in drag culture. So there's a, a channel on YouTube. They also have a podcast called Nobody's Watching Wrestling. It's, three, it's two drag queens and their DJ who sit and comment on wrestling matches. Effie shows up as a guest sometimes, and he's also sponsored by the Nobodies, I believe. 
Don't quote me, but pretty sure. Anyway, they have a tight relationship. Effie just did a cameo on Wrestling with Regret with Brian Zane. Like, he's really optimizing his visibility across as many platforms as he can. You can buy Effie. If you go to his website, you can buy him. He gives a sum. If you would like to buy Effie and you have enough money, Effie will come and do whatever you want, as long as it's not illegal or weird. (laughs) (laughs) So you're renting him, essentially. You're not buying him. He's just taking all bookings. You're just taking all bookings for an extended period of time. (laughs) But his promos about why you should hire him are some of the greatest things ever. And he's still got a very low profile. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. You see, I think it's important to tell the audience that he's he is maximizing his uh, he's he's amplifying his uh, his message right now. But like this is still quite early in that process. And I think that like he could be next year's Orange Cassidy come uh, WrestleMania time when all of the indies start to collect around WrestleMania. That's the kind of level of talent I, I see him at right now. What's really fun is that he beat Orange Cassidy in a match at Fest in July. So he's, he's getting there. He was at uh, GCW. So he takes on all, all comers, both men and women. Oh, honey, yes. Um, now, how, how is he? Is he coded as queer or is he? He is indeed queer. Okay. And not at all shy about it. Um, he is furry and darling and very, very, very out. And I can oh, excellent. that. Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, Effie is no joke. And his he has the most dangerous jackets in the game. So you oh, know, his jackets are amazing. Okay. Oh, my God. So think of a pink leather motorcycle jacket entirely studded with punk spikes. Like Interesting. Down, down to the cuffs. This is not embellishment. This is armor. <laughs> he's not allowed to wrestle in that well i'm sure he would if he could um and he has participated in fans bring weapons matches so you know he could hand it to a fan and have them hand it back I, I, yeah that's true yeah one of the matches that i watched um oh who was it casanova valentine it was a you know, out, outside of a ring pretty hardcore match they both ended up bl- bloody it's uh Yikes. It, i don't think the jacket was used but it's you could definitely see that he is willing to enter those kind of matches, and it would be only a matter of time if he continues in the indies and working hardcore kind of stuff. It's only a matter of time before someone takes a back bump on that jacket. I was gonna say I could see him like dropping an elbow off the top rope with the jacket with the studs on it, and you know that would be amazing. Jr. Or Tony Schiavone just screaming about like, "Oh my god, <laughs> damn near kill him!" Right. Wrecked them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and appropriate joke. Um, it would be amazing. The man bleeds like a dull of the butcher. You just turn on a faucet and he is crimson from head to toe, almost as debauched as Big E. And I just adore him for that. Interesting. I actually I saw a, a I saw a picture on Twitter earlier today of Candice LeRae when she was tagging up with Joey Ryan and she was wearing the crimson mask. Yes, that's when uh, they announced that the, the 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 NXT match, what is it, the, the War, War Games, Games match, match was going to be a women. Uh, right. Candice LeRae dropped that picture basically oh, to suggest that because she's been booked as, you know, sort of this baby face and hasn't been able to do much. And 
the NXT universe thinks of her as like the girly girl. And she, right. she wanted to remind everybody that she's taken um, a uh, a boot from the Young Bucks uh, with a heel full of thumbtacks in the face oh. while holding a mouthful of thumbtacks. It Ooh. was an excellent, excellent spot in PWG a few years ago. Oh, man. That, that makes my gums hurt just thinking about it. Yeah, I don't love the idea of thumbtacks, but when you have one of the, a match like that that is just super memorable in terms of the indies, it was you know it's the first intergender hardcore match that hit in the five years that I've been watching, right? Uh, and so it's very very memorable. And so I like the occasional hardcore match. There's one particular right. KO hardcore match that I will watch over and over again. And <laughs> but as I watch it, I'm reminded two or three times in the match. I don't want to watch hardcore matches all the time because there's just too many squeamish moments. There are moments, right. there, there are bumps that take place that I wish I wasn't seeing from a medical perspective. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. There's a, a great Vice documentary about, I think it's about CZW. And it if you look up uh, Vice and hardcore wrestling on YouTube, you'll find it. It is the most unflinching filming I've ever seen of a hardcore nauseating in the best possible way but it is it does turn your stomach i'm constantly uh surprised as i get older how how <laughs> less i enjoy hardcore wrestling how it, it seems like the it seems like the kind it's a young man's game even as a fan like as a young man you watch it and you're like this is amazing <laughs> and then the older i get does i'm like have insurance that man could be dead. I don't like this anymore. I don't think we have enough gauze for this. It's mass transit all over. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So I want to check out a match with Effie. Um, this is the first time we're hosting a guest remote. Sure. You know, everything else we've done in the past is in studio. So this is a trial run in a lot of ways. Uh, very exciting. But uh, we've got the, a match set up, and we're both going to watch this match and talk about it a little bit. So this is uh, Effie versus Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, interesting. She is That's a name I do know. Excellent. I got to see her with Shimmer and with Evolve. Uh, has a ton of energy. I mean, just like brings energy into the ring, which is very, very cool. Uh, she hails from the Black Lagoon and loves horror movies. And was just picked up by NXT. Yes, was just picked up by NXT. So that'll be very interesting to see. I think that her energy and her cartoonish nature lend themselves to WWE. She sort of can be a character. Sure. She's very, very lowbrow if you followed her on her social media and things. So I don't know how that's going to jive. Like, is she going to be I, cool? I Would purely you? remember seeing her at one of the AEW events over the summer. She wrestled a hardcore match. Oh, XO. That's my only exposure. But I do know the name, and, and she does have a very definitive look that I, when you say Shotzi Blackheart, a picture pops up in my head. Yes, very, very memorable. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming this must be Effie with the Elton John. Is playing. Yes, he's got uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road as his entrance music. This is Disruptor Wrestling, which is out of Gainesville, Georgia. Okay. Um, I watched this match earlier. I'm guessing, and you guys can uh, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I'm guessing it's only in one or 200 people. It's not a large crowd. Cool, cool building, though. They got some cool lights and some smoke, and here comes Effie. It's yeah. glittering red or pink. Uh, basically bomber jacket covered in spikes. Yeah, I see what you mean about the spikes. That is a great jacket. Yes. I would love to see him face Nakamura in Japan. Not 
this Nakamura. You're killing me. <laughs> Does it look like I care? <laughs> <laughs> that was not me. It's uh, make that's that what Vince McMahon clear. thinks about our our despair over what's happened with Shinsuke Nakamura. This does look like a bingo hall. This really is a great entrance, though. He comes in. He's wearing the, as you said, fishnets and uh, sort of the small classic wrestling trunks. Very limber, showing off his uh, his ability to, to uh, lean back on his legs. For sure. Oh, yeah, you get the full stripper entrance. It's great. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what song this is. I know this obviously must be Shotzi because she has a very punk look about her. Mm-hmm. And she's the ballsy badass. I have a feeling that some of the things you'll see in this match will also be pulled uh, in her NXT debut. She's a uh, she's a little sassy. Yeah. <laughs> But I gotta love the helmet. Oh, the helmet who has got the uh, curved, yeah. uh, all black, old school sort of biker helmet with the the, the black curved devil horns, bad ass. It's got the long black and green hair. Yeah, the break like the horror green. Yeah, sleazy eighties green. Oh yeah, yes, that's, so that's an ass green. The landmark arena looks like there might be um, fifty people in it. Okay, so even smaller than I said. Yeah, no, you, you, you know what? I looked at the most packed side. I think it gets entirely possible. Went all four sides around, but that's clearly not the case. Young lady here that calls herself the ballsy badass, Shotzi Blackheart, and we've got Effie. We got Effie, so I'm not sure of the correct pronouns. It's interesting too because this this doesn't look like a very uh, highfalutin kind of. Um, set up but at the same time like the lower thirds when people came out like some whoever's putting those together knows exactly what they're doing oh yeah i'm really excited let me tell you that effie when he found out this was who he was so shati is is a pantomiming that she has giant balls and uh effie effie drops to uh drops to his knees as if he was he's willing to uh take them because oh once again, I will say the one thing about this match is the the, the the dance at the beginning does go on for a disturbing amount of time, in my opinion. Effie also handles hecklers extremely well. Now here, Effie is uh, he's looking, reaching out for a test of strength. Now he is uh, he's like six two two thirty. Uh, he definitely towers over um, towers over Shotzi. So the idea of his ability to impose his physical will seems very real as we enter test of strength. Yeah, the way you describe him is like he's taking the um, oh I can't think of the comedian's name, but the the one that you Andy Kaufman. Yeah, he's taking the Andy Kaufman thing to like its next level. I think he's the antithesis though. He's he's trying to affirm women right. rather than tear them down. Uh, Andy Kaufman was just an asshole who didn't like women. Well, kayfabe, sure, like absolutely. <laughs> Although there have been people who have suggested that it seemed like that was kind of a shoot. I've heard a few interesting uh, interviews recently. I can't cite any of them specifically, unfortunately. Oh. Effie likes hugs. And right there, Effie just bounced her off, but she was able to get her bearings. Comes in over and up. 
And Effie absolutely two. using his size and his power in the beginning of this match. And Shotzi looking for opportunities. This is, I think, the second or third time already that she's tried to roll up Effie. Right. Again, imposing his his size. He's uh, sort of bulldogging her, as I like to say. But but you really have to think when you're working with someone that big. Right. Uh, almost everyone I train with is, well, everyone I train with is male, and almost all of them are bigger than I am. I always have to look for opportunities where I can take them down or get them in a position where I can gain an advantage and i think shotzi is taking the same kind of approach you know don't try and match strength for strength <clears throat> look for their weak points and i think she does that really nicely with effie effie's got her caught right now she did execute a very uh a very solid uh crucifix a little earlier i'm always a fan of the and a kick out by shotzi he caught her coming over for that sunset. I am interested to see Shotzi wrestling in, in NXT. She because she has this kind of like tough punk girl mm-hmm. uh, look to her and, and even even to the way she wrestles. I feel like it's almost time for the mean girls to move out of NXT and Shotzi is sort of a new breed of like NXT, you know, high flying, high energy right. uh, kind of talent. It seems like they brought a lot of women in in NXT who are good at the old style wrestling. Uh, it's almost like we need another women's evolution where it's like, okay, now let the women do the badass stuff that they're sure. doing in the Indies. And there's absolutely uh, a handful of girls that from you know the May Young tournament who are there and training who you don't get to see on the constant basis. You get to see the, you know the Io Shirai and mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler. And Io Shirai is a breath of fresh air. I, she um, absolutely is doing what I just said. She's coming in and just she's a whirlwind. If I had one complaint about last night's NXT, uh, is that I really wanted EO to cross paths with Asuka and Kyrie mm, Sane. Yeah, I can see that. And it did not happen. The commentators are mentioning that Effie is not using much wrestling. He has continued to just sort of shove Shotzi around. Is this is, uh, an approach that you've seen before, Elizabeth? Uh, no. Usually Effie is the one getting shoved around. Okay. Um, Holding her in there. Excuse me. It really depends on the storyline. And he is genuinely a very compassionate and giving worker. And this dude knows how to work and he knows how to get the best out of people. And I think that may be nice. Yeah, that was a very nice DDT. That may be one of the reasons why he hasn't risen through the ranks. He's not a selfish dude. Well, I think he's only been around since, like, what, 2014? So, I mean, five years in the business. is It's a fairly... There's certainly people who have accelerated faster, but there are certainly many, many people who have, who have taken a slower path. So the fact that we're seeing him at the... You know, you're introducing us to... I think that you're probably not the only person introducing Effie at this point, and I think we're going to start to see him mushroom out quite a bit from here. He's certainly he seems talented enough, and the the unique perspective he brings, I think, is something that the um, 
wrestling across the board is interested in right now and i it just just because the way you know communication is we know something exists let's see how it interfaces with everything else and he's doing a beautiful job of representing that um i think probably in the first pure way right because he is coming at it from the point of view of saying i'm not going to play the game <laughs> which makes allows him to play all he wants which is awesome right <laughs> He's. It seems uh, he has charisma and nerve and talent to make it. It seems he's very obviously working heel in this particular match. Is that typical for Effie? Um, as Effie says, Effie can be whatever you need Effie to be. Depends on what you pay him. Come on, you know, enough is enough. He is. An incredibly sweet person, and he's really so versatile. Just amazing. And I, I adore Effie. Obviously, you, you are obviously a big fan. Mm-hmm. And his fishnets are his used fishnets are available on his website, killeffie.com. Just used her body as a weapon, slammed herself into Effie, taking him down. And now she's I like, I like that Shotzi has bats like on the back of her singlet and howls like a wolf. Yes. Whoever does her ring here does a really nice job. Absolutely. Now, uh, now Effie's begging off. He, he missed with like a, a senton on the apron of the ring. And Shotzi is in control. Effie is pleading for her to not not beat him up. He does a great chicken shit heel. Now he went for the slap. Uh, she's turning him around. With like a thumb to the eye. I, it just occurred to me, I sent Shotzi Blackheart the live video we shot with Snake Mask. Oh, yeah. I don't know if she watched it, though. I didn't check. You went crazy with that snake video. You sent it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great not match. quite everywhere. I sent it to one of your co-hosts, and then I was like, eh, maybe I shouldn't be sending it to them. So I didn't send it to the other one. Right. That's where I cut off there. Right. He did mention it. He's like, I got this the video with the snake mask. It's pretty all right. Shotzi climbing up to the top rope. Or risk disqualification. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh European, European uppercut. uppercut. Rocks Shotzi, who was perched on that top rope. Over the and a here. power slam from power Effie. Slam. Effie going for the right pin there. and getting a two. A two count. I don't know where she got that from. I don't know, didn't know she had anything left. She slipped that left shoulder out at the very last possible moment. But right now, the kids in the front row there are, well, the two kids on the right are totally into it. <laughs> kids in the middle, less into oh, yeah. it. You're right. Raiding around the ring with the ballsy badass is the weapon of sass. Well, I think because intergender is the so weapon of sass destruction. I was about to ask what that was. Oh, yeah. Turns into a reverse, uh, a reverse guillotine choke. She's reaching for the ropes. She's got her right in the middle of the ring. It looks very awkward, especially from this angle. Yeah. <laughs> you want to find a different uh, chokehold. No. No, that's on purpose. Misses with the big boot. Shotzi back up. Kick to his chest. Shotzi with the forearms. Rocking the jaws of Effie. 
Uh oh, she's hulking up. This is yeah. this is the full face comeback. Ooh, a knee to the face, forearm to the face. And Effie is rocked, but he will not go down. Uh, she misses with a kick. <laughs> that was a big yeah, She didn't get all of it. He is out on his feet. Almost a modified crotch chop there. I'm not sure what that was. A series of jaw jammers. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, one of those kids threw something at Effie from ringside. Little delinquent. Yeah, those delinquents. Yeah, they're both down in the middle of the ring. She took him down and probably could have got a pin, but she just didn't have enough to get over there and go for it. Probably could have got a pin, but just didn't have enough to get over yeah, there well, and make the cover. This match has only been going on for about 10 minutes, but they have taken quite a beating, both of them. Oh, yeah. They've been in and out of the ring. I mean, it's not it's not the, the kind of, like, fast action you, you know, get from an NXT or an AEW, but it's they've definitely taken some high spots. I don't know what he's telling them. Effie's saying he's injured, getting David Weekly to come and check on him. Whoa, Effie with the kip up yeah, and the super kick. Using the ref to uh, help him kip up into the fame asser. Got him with that famouser there. Has the cover oh. one, two. Only a two count. Use David Weekly to help get him up off the It's fascinating. The famouser never wins. It's fa- it's fascinating that that move, which was, I think, originally known in the 80s as the rocker dropper, ah. is now only known as the fame asser. <laughs> A vertical suplex countered into a DDT. I like that. By Shotzi Blackheart. I like that. That looked good. Yeah. Shotzi definitely. It looks. She's. She's. It's. It's. It's not a good thing to have a uh, top rope finisher. You're just asking for trouble at that point. I've always thought as much as I like seeing Ember Moon do the eclipse. That's like, a great one. You you need something else because you okay, aren't going to hit that every time. Oh yeah. Power bomb. Up and over. Sunset flip. One, two. Oh, only a two count there. So she jumped off the top rope looking for some kind of Hurricane Rana, it looked like, and it ended up nearly getting power bombed. But turned it into a sunset flip. A lot of people will say, "Well, why do they call so and so this?" It's a nice comment. Yeah. That I think right now you are seeing exactly why. I like that you could you could see the concession stand from this from the angle that's on on the screen right now. She will not give up. She will not quit. She will not die. Big slap. That's a nice popcorn machine. Now he's got her choked up around the throat. Looks like a choke slam coming up. That was a big backhand slap. Shotzi counters into a German suplex. A German suplex. Shotzi Blackheart got him over into that German suplex. And now Which is cool because almost 10 minutes ago, she, you know, kind of went for a German suplex, but Effie had the uh, the power at the time to counter that, but not now. Shotzi wins. Uh, the team. <laughs> yes, that move will not be in NXT. No, no probably not. <laughs> or they won't call it the tea bag. That was all right. That was. It certainly wasn't the most technical wrestling match I've ever seen. But I, I see where you guys see the potential in in Effie. I think we saw it in Shotzi here too. I think I, I've seen better matches from her, and they're right. they're both still pretty raw, right? I right. mean, the Indies have gone through oh, this yeah. just massive threshing, so it's the ceiling is lower now than it's been in quite some time because it's just the so much cream has been taken off, right? So I think that people like Shotzi. I'm surprised that she's already been signed to NXT, quite frankly. But someone like a Shotzi, someone like an Effie. I mean, these are like 
indie superstars right around the corner and the people at the table. Right. And that's something I hadn't even considered with all the uh, all the companies, you know, pulling uh, talent out of the indies is how much opportunity that leaves for the talent who are still on the indies to travel and to go to other independent things because so much talent has been taken for yeah. these national uh, promotions now. And because of the internet, it's only a matter of time before some of these regions um, get start to get faint. Th- we're going to see a neat little what, kind of a territory, a system. territory system. Yes. Thank you. That was the, I, I checked out on my popcorn break there for a second. You did. And I, I was not ready. <laughs> but uh, not the badger. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, what I see locally with OVW, they've got shows. We've got a, a new revitalized downtown, yada, yada. And um, it's 4th Street. So there are lots of restaurants and bars and night spots. Just incredible revitalization of down, a, a very depressed downtown area. And there's an area where you can do concerts and shows. OVW is doing shows downtown at night and filming. And doing these amazing shows, and it's it's really bringing back a love of local wrestling. Sure. If you follow their Instagram, they're doing some really interesting stuff. I'm shocked. First of, I'm first. It's shocked how long it took for these um, local indies to figure out that it's not that expensive to do a live stream. Right. You just film your stuff and stick it on YouTube. And and like you said, doing interesting stuff on Instagram. We've been seeing stuff like that out of DDT forever. And I'm shocked that we still nobody in the United States has done it in a way that's at least gotten viral, right? Like certainly things have happened. Oh yeah. But we don't have like one I just discovered a, a couple of days ago uh our truth has a TikTok account. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh no. And like there are some 24/7 title uh defenses on his tiktok account oh, nice there's the video that you may not have seen of him getting pulled over by a pair of police officers and then one of them pulls his shirt off and is a referee and the other one rolls him up on the side of the road no and then you know because they oh just want to get a picture with the 24 7 title right right and then he tears off all right we got to wrap this show up oh man but uh thank you so much for coming on elizabeth well, thank you for having me, and they're all going to hate me. Oh, I'm sure that's not the case. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully, you'll bring some of the ratings back. Jay from Australia was super excited about our format change with the interviews, and then like that disappeared for a couple weeks, and yeah. it was just badger drops for two weeks. <laughs> well, this is what I'm going to try to do. You bait the hook, you throw it out, oh, and then no. you reel me in real slow. I'm going to try to reel in Jace so we real at least get slow. that one that one listener back. But uh Besides that, I think an appropriate use of the hook. <laughs> uh, th- so that's the key, right? Appropriate use, not just willy nilly slapping the buttons all the time. Yes. Once the bloom is off the rose with the badger for Mr. Bean, we can start using it appropriately. Okay. If you didn't make the buttons so brightly colored that I wouldn't <laughs> feel the need to slap them all the well, time. I can change the color of the buttons first off. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Elizabeth, do you want people to find you online? Oh, um, well, I have an Instagram. It's our friend Elizabeth. And, and other than that, I'm very quiet. Where can people find you, Mr. Bean? Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at C-H-Z-U-C-K-B-E-A-N. All right. And people can find me on Instagram at Shawnee.Constant. Uh, we've started putting up ridiculous videos. Yep. Uh, we were sitting in front of the snake mask. That really has nothing to do with uh, the one fall show, but, you know. I'll mention it anyway because it's an excellent mask. It is a nice mask. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Have fun.
be safe, <laughs> be <laughs> safe, and don't fall in the hole. No, hold on. I don't want to end the show quite yet. I okay. just I just pooped out. I'm grumpy and old. Don't talk to me. I'm on my popcorn break. <laughs> You're trying so hard to be Bobby Heenan, but you are heel Michael Cole every time. Bro, bro. But if if Russo's running it, bro, it's going to be awesome, bro. Wasn't he responsible for hot lesbian action? For sure. And I'm pretty sure he's responsible for choppy, choppy, your pee-pee. <laughs> choppy, choppy, your pee-pee. Oh, Darby Allen's adorable. I can see that. Uh.